Hello and welcome to On Wednesdays, a podcast brought to you by the Women in Engineering Network at the University of Auckland. I'm Heidi and I'm a fourth year engineering science student. And I'm Felicia and I'm in third year mechanical engineering. We are part of the Women in Engineering Network leadership team, or WEN for short. For our very first episode, we'll be talking about what WEN is and a little bit about what we do. Joining us today will be Rosalind Archer, the co-founder of WEN, as well as four of our fellow WEN leaders, Aditi, Michaela, Tanvi and Chantel. WEN is a student-run club at the University of Auckland with around 50 women in our leadership team. We aim to support women from all walks of life in their journey through engineering, from high school buddies to industry mentors from our sponsors such as Oricon. We have a plethora of initiatives and programs to maximize our reach, running academic and social events throughout the years. Some of these events include Sponsor Night at the beginning of the year, the annual WIN dinner, and speed networking. We wanted to start this podcast for a number of reasons. Firstly, WEN has a great platform which we can utilize and expand through this podcast as it enables us to reach all areas of our community and more. Secondly, our community consists of some amazing people, including successful women that can be seen as role models, not just for engineers, but for everyone. Lastly, a podcast adds a layer of engagement and flexibility beyond our in-person events, especially in this COVID climate. This podcast aims to bring a new perspective to social issues everyone faces, not just engineers or women. Through the lens of the inclusive and supportive community that is WIN, we hope to spark discussions that foster a similar environment within the professional world. Our first guest today is our co-founder, Rosalind Archer. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Rosalind. Um, Do you want to share a little bit about yourself? Sure, yeah. I grew up in New Plymouth and came up to Auckland to do a um, Bachelor of Engineering in Engineering Science sometime last century. And then my my OE or overseas experience was a PhD at Stanford University in California, which included three summer internships in Europe, then went off to teach in Texas, came home to New Zealand 19 years ago, actually 19 years ago yesterday, um, ended up um, becoming head of engineering science for about seven and a half years, now Deputy Dean of Engineering and President of Engineering New Zealand. So not quite so brief, but I have a crazy life. <laughs> um, what kind of drew you into studying engineering in the first place? Well, I mean, I guess like, like most people who are likely to be listening, I was really into maths and physics at school, um, but I did also really enjoy languages. Um, So my internships in Europe, I got to make use of learning French at school. And I really, you know, again, like a lot of engineering students wanted to do something real, wanted to do something um, applied, and that kind of led me to engineering and, in my case, engineering science. Yeah. How has the engineering field kind of changed since you started studying? whole sort of engineering profession is probably more aware of its kind of role in society that that engineering projects now are not really imposed on society they are kind of developed in consultation you know as as solutions that have to work for all of society so I think there is a a much much more nuanced interaction between the the profession and the rest of the community it's 
you know, inevitably got some ways to go in some places, but that real sense of being part of a wider society is quite important. Um, with a sort of diversity and inclusion lens, uh, huge changes. Uh, when we first started, when I mean, we could only advertise our events successfully through uh, posters in the women's bathrooms, because uh, posters anywhere else more public would get defaced and torn down. And, and this is kind of the time before the internet. You know, some of you won't be aware of this time, but it did exist. Uh, whereas these days, you know, diverse, diversity and inclusion is a much more, you know, front and centre conversation. It's very high, you know, on the agenda for all kind of corporate CEOs. And in terms of, you know, talking back when it, when it all started, when, when did you found um, when and, and how and why? <laughs> cool, yeah. Um, so when I co-founded WEN with another engineering science student, back when I was in part four uh, in 1993. Uh, and it was inspired by things that were going on in the US. So there were sort of student groups forming like that in the US. We kind of found out about them through um, a study tour that a lady called Liz Godfrey did. Uh, Liz um, was the first person to hold the job that Kelly Moody has. Uh, so again, you know, life before the internet, the study tours and actually going to visit people was how you figured out um, what was going on. Marlon Romit would have been um, obviously lower then. I mean, probably like 15% was a big landmark. We may, we may have got to that point then. Um, yeah, it was probably sort of 12, 15%. I'm not 100% sure. So yeah, women were much, much more of a minority and the engineering itself and the faculty was much more monocultural um, in terms of, you know, all, all aspects. Mm. And, you know, since you, you started it, have you seen some lasting effects from when? I would like to think so. I mean, I think in the, in the early days, um, I think it was really influential around uh, just helping retention. I mean, women who were kind of wavering, do I stay, do I go, just had that sense of, you know, having a, a little bit of a network and really helping some, some retention cases. And I think... That also then helped people build networks that they took through into their um, professional careers. So, you know, I still see people popping up online that, you know, I knew through when, um, you know, what, <clears throat> however many years ago, 20, 28 years ago, um, and still in the profession and, and doing great things. So I, I get a kick out of that. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of seeing how that's changed, what changes have you seen since when started to now? Um, I think the, the win that we have in the faculty now is, is incredibly different in its, its scale, its professionalism. I mean, the whole structure of the win leaders um, in terms of the professional kind of organisation that they have, the, the real sense that it's a, a development opportunity for the um, leaders, the fact that the faculty really takes it seriously, you know, in terms of helping with resource, corporate sponsorship, um, just an incredibly different organisation and an organisation that now is really integral to kind of who our faculty is. I mean, you, you know, we now showcased as part of our open days and, and other events, which, which is really cool. I think probably one of the other changes I'm quite excited about is, um, you know, I'm, I'm now seeing when becoming a voice for wider diversity and inclusion, you know, leaning into kind of the rainbow inclusion type issues at some of your events, which is super cool. Yeah, there's definitely been um, 
even since I've started a shift from just, you know, women supporting women to everyone seeing, you know, these minority groups and we're trying to get support from everyone to see, you know, from each other's point of views and support each other, um, which has been, you know, great in terms of diversity. Um, why is when important to you? Um, I mean, I think it just has always just kind of created space where everyone can tr truly kind of be themselves. And, and that was missing in my day. I mean, I often reflect on this in terms of clothing that pretty much women only came to the engineering school in, um, you know, jeans and a plaid shirt. Uh, and if you wore a skirt, it was a sign you had a job interview and that was kind of scorned on. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it just creates a space where, you know, women can kind of celebrate their presence in the faculty. I guess since being in WEN, what kinds of things are you doing to promote um, women in engineering now? Um, yeah, obviously I'm still very much interested in that kind of stuff, but working on it in different levels. And, you know, one of the things that's quite important to me at the moment is not, not necessarily doing things that equip women to navigate the status quo, and initially that was what we had to do, um, but really kind of educates men and the sort of governance levels of institutions to try and change the status quo. <laughs> um, so I get some really interesting speaking opportunities sometimes, you know, sometimes in public, sometimes um, in closed settings uh, where I can really tell, you know, kind of my kind of story and just get people thinking about what that means for their female employees. Uh, also, the work I'm doing with Engineering New Zealand is really important to me. Some of the stuff they're doing, both around just STEM in general and just getting more kids into science, technology type subjects, but also the diversity agenda work they're doing, where they're really challenging corporate CEOs to keep track of the number of women they're employing, the progression of those women, the salaries of those women, closing salary gaps. Um, I mean, there's one CEO in particular who commissioned the sort of HR work to understand are women being paid differently in his organisation. He got a report that said across the organisation, uh, I believe the net salary gap was half a million dollars that women were collectively being underpaid every year. And he just said, we have to change that. We have to change it right now. It told HR to sort it out and just pay rises across the board to balance that gap. Incredibly brave move for a salary gap to say, uh, for a CEO to say, I'm going to spend an extra $500,000 on salary because it's the right thing to do. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really thrilled to be supporting Engineering New Zealand as part of that initiative. Thank you so much, Rosalind, for joining us. Um, it's been great talking to you and hearing how WEN has changed over the years. And um, just thank you for everything you do. You've been a great role model for me and I know many other women in engineering. Oh, thank you, Heidi and Felicia. You know, comments always like that always do make me feel really humble. But no, my, my pleasure to be with you today. One of WEN's goals for the year was to increase engagement beyond just women in engineering. Our equity team has been working hard to achieve this. Next, we'll hear from Aditi, the chair of WEN's equity team. 
So hi, Aditi. Thank you so much for coming. Do you want to give a brief introduction about yourself? Yep, yep sure. Um, thanks, Heidi. So I'm Aditi. I'm a fifth year conjoint student. I study uh, electrical engineering and science, but I do computer science in my science degree. Um, and I was, I think I'm actually the oldest member of the WIN team because I started um, being a WIN leader in my first year. Uh, so it's been a super exciting journey and I've been part of basically like four different teams <laughs> during my journey here. Um, and I feel like I've seen a lot of WIN and it's really helped me. So yeah, that's just a little bit about who I am. Oldest and wisest, shall we and say. Wisest. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and uh, why did you choose to do engineering? Um, honestly, when I came into engineering, I had no idea what it was like. So it was kind of a risk. <laughs> I was just like, I like math. I like physics. Apparently, I should be good at engineering. So let me try this thing out. But I had no idea. And honestly, when I did first sim, I was like, I can't do this. I'm so bad at like drawing. And I'm so <laughs> bad at mechanics. <laughs> but um, second sim kind of like saved me because I was much more into electronics and like programming. Awesome. Why is WIN important to you? Um. Wow, what a loaded question. I think <laughs> the importance, I think the importance of when has kind of changed for me over the years. So when I first came in, I was like, how do I put it? Like real like nervous energy, you know, like I was so awkward. And so when was kind of that place that I uh felt like I could make friends more easily than like, let's say like a lecture room where you like sit next to someone different every single time, da 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 da, da. So I think it was um, like, just like a safe space for me in, in first year and I really liked that. Um, and then I wanted to make sure that everyone felt that. And so that kind of became in the next few years when was important because it was a place where I could help other um, women and first years kind of settle in. And now, um, because when I first came in, I was really ignorant to all of the, you know, the difference in genders and the impacts it had and how industry was. I was super ignorant, so I didn't have that kind of purpose in mind when I initially joined. But as I've gone through and I started working, especially because I still feel like university camp is a little bit better than what I've seen in industry. So um, as I started working, I realized that what WIN stands for is so important. It is so important because it is yeah. a real problem that people face. Um, and so now I'm happy to be targeting those kind of issues around diversity and gender. Yeah, cool. Um, did you start in first year with Win? Yeah, yeah, I was the, I was the first year rep. <laughs> yeah, I guess, do you want to share a little bit about what you do in Win nowadays? Yep, so I'm chairing the equity team and our mission is to make diversity a conversation that everyone has. So traditionally, um, when I first started WIN, it was um, aimed mainly at women and all about like supporting women and making them feel like a family um, and giving them tips on how to progress in your career and talking about discrimination. But there's a whole different side because, um, you know, you can't by yourself make it equal for both women and, um, you know, people who do not identify as women. So uh, I guess the purpose of the equity team is to 
bring that conversation to non-binary, to men, um, and kind of make it something that everyone is thinking about um, so that the onus is not just on us to create this like, you know, gender equal um, industry. So that's kind of what I'm doing now. So I, I have an amazing team that I work with who have brought in so many cool ideas that were and initiatives that we're working on now. I know a big thing that you guys do in equity is the WEN Allies group. Could you, you know, explain a bit about this and what, what you guys do? Um, so I think when we discussed um, where WEN was wanting to go, we realized that we want WEN to be a place for everyone who is actually supporting women in engineering, as opposed to just people who identify as women in engineering. So the ally group is kind of our attempt at that. So right now, what we've planned to do with the allies is we're going to give them diversity trainings. We're going to give them social events where they feel comfortable um, to kind of interact with more women uh, and, and, you know, understand our, I guess, struggle or, or more our perspective. So they're invited to all of the Win Present series, which um, Michaela is in charge of. And the other thing we aim to do with the allies is kind of understand, I think it's a big learning experience for us as well, because this is a fairly new team. So we use a lot of their input to actually understand better what the diversity situation is like and what kind of um, misconceptions they hold. Like a lot of people think that when is, you know, it could be considered biased, you know, oh, why do they get when and we don't get a win why do they get um like a special night where we talk about they talk about specializations but we don't get that and so it's just kind of like breaking those kind of misconceptions and talking about what it really means to be an equity group that's kind of the message we want to give and that's the barriers we want to break uh with them so we have a variety of things we do do for them yeah i think that's so important because you know there's yes it's great to support um, you know, minority groups, but if the majority doesn't understand why they're being supported, then they're not also going to support them too. Exactly, exactly. Um, and there's always, there's two sides to that problem. And I think we're trying to really counter the other side, which is just bringing more awareness Yeah. Um, with, with the majority. Yeah. And what about next steps for when allies? So, um, I think one of the, the cool things we did this time was we've incorporated three male ally reps within our team. Um, and so that's been super helpful. So I'm hoping that we can actually expand that team a little bit. And, you know, maybe in the future one day, they can almost be um, an autonomous group that's part of when that just does stuff for the allies because us doing stuff, it, it, it makes sense, but it kind of doesn't because we don't identify as allies obviously I don't have those kind of misconceptions because I am a female um yeah so expanding the whole program um another thing I would really like to see happening is just more uh diversity trainings and also maybe we could start like um some social media around that just to incorporate as many people as possible so like those are kind of the the future steps we want to do with allies but I'm leaving it kind of to them because I feel like uh, I don't know this is just what I do in my team but um everyone in my team is super super passionate about something you know and rather than me kind of having this agenda that I'm like oh we should go this 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 I prefer to kind of let them fully live out what they want from when so I can give a good example where Erlene who is a member of my team so this is a little bit unrelated to when allies but 
Erlene, who's part of my team, really was like to create good, like strong impact. Everyone needs to know about diversity, even people who don't care about it. So that's like not win students. That's not win allies. That means like, you know, people who like, they're like, oh, what, when? Ew, like, I don't care. You know, I just want to, yeah, I just want to graduate. I want to get a great job. Uh, screw everyone else. And so for that, we, need, we realized that we need to change actually the curriculum and we need to have a diversity segment within like, let's say one of the engine courses. Um, and so she has been doing an amazing job driving that. So she's had meeting with meetings with Hazem um, and they've been discussing how we can incorporate it in a way that it's not just like a module or like a quiz where people just like click through and they just like cheat and, and whatnot, but like something that they have to actually consider before they um, do any group project where they have to discuss um, and empathize and, you know, just realize that uh, the, all the problems that kind of um, can arise from being the only female in that group or the only non-binary member in that group. Um, so that's been a really cool initiative that she's done. I kind of went off topic there, but basically... No, that's all... really cool. Yeah. Really cool because, you know, I think it is important that everyone knows, needs to know about diversity. Like, so basically everyone needs to be taught it, not just the people that already support it. But, yeah. you know... I know with end-gen courses, people can also just go, oh, that's, you know, a fluffy subject. You know, I don't really need to listen or I just, yeah, people, you know, just click through the quiz. So it's it must be, you know, uh, a challenge trying to work out how to make that something people actually want to interact with and enjoy and take something away from. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, we've run, we've run a few focus groups just to find activities that are actually very engaging and actually thought-provoking as opposed to just you know do you think that will be um you know incorporated next year or is it still a while to go um so we have like a number of tasks that we want to slowly incorporate I think the smaller ones will be incorporated next year so you know the new engine um 115 students can be excited to see a slightly different course I guess I mean it's not hugely different we're just adding a small portion in um, but over the years we're hoping that this happens in all the engine courses and it's like revisited every single time and we also hope that it will have a more significant part because obviously we can't be like to has an, oh my god change your whole curriculum but yeah 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 it's cool to that see as as these new people come in with that you know, emphasis on diversity and everyone's on the same page, how that affects when they go into industry and their views on inclusion and diversity. It will be, 100%. you know, you're making a huge impact. Yeah, 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 uh, for sure. Like, I think um, it's it's a small, it'll be a small segment, but having it like repeated for four years surely should, you know, <laughs> change yeah. your mindset a little bit or bring some more awareness and knowledge. Um, yeah, and I think, that. you know, we do do that with, you know, the environment or, you know, Māori being um, sensitive towards all that. That's something we're taught every year in every engine course. So it's always yeah. in the back of our mind, which is exactly. great. So when we go into the industry, when we're making decisions, these are these are things we think through. So I think diversity definitely needs to be one of those things. That's a, a, like the priority in our decision making as engineers. 100%. Well, thank you for joining us today, Aditi, and sharing all your insights and your journey through WEN. Thank you so yeah, much. It was such a pleasure. <laughs> Our main event series is called WEN Presents. Next, we'll speak to Michaela, who is the chair of the WEN Presents team.
Hi, I'm Michaela Stokes. I am a third year mechatronics engineering student and I'm involved with running um, the WEN Presents series in um, WEN. So Michaela, why did you choose to do engineering? Um, it's kind of a funny story because originally I was not good at maths or science at school and um, I just didn't enjoy it very much and um, I thought they were the worst things in the world and then <laughs> one day I got dragged along to a robotics competition um, to like kind of um, and I went along and I thought it was going to be the most boring thing on earth and I was like wow this is actually like an amazing creative place where people are working together to create inventions to solve problems and um, from then I started um, entering um, like initial inventing competitions and just building really cool stuff and I was like I want to do engineering I want to make things to help people and change the world. Awesome and what about um, your specialization what made you choose that? Um, so I've been competing in robotics since I was about 12 so that was when I first went to that robotics competition uh, so I've always been drawn to um, robotics related things and I like the idea of being able to combine like physical stuff like motors with like coding stuff and um yeah I just really like that combination I, I think um I, I like to know like a lot of little tiny bits of different things and that's kind of what mechatronics is I guess we I think the phrase is knower of everything specialize of none or something like that yeah I, I basically <laughs> know little bits about everything but like the jack of all trades jack of all trades yes that's yeah. what <laughs> yeah jack of all trades master of none that's what it is <laughs> Um, why are you part of WEN? Why, why is it something important to you? Um, well, I was always one of the only girls in my um, science and technology and math classes in high school, and um, people were not very nice about that either. So um, I think I'm all about creating a, like, a supportive community that helps empower everyone. Um, and I, I think WEN does a lot um, around promoting diversity, not just the women in engineering, but just diversity in engineering, which is really important to me. And I guess that kind of ties in with why you wanted to start When Presents. Is that correct? Yeah. So um, I, I wanted to start When Presents um, because when I was running sponsorship for When last year, um, I noticed there was like then there was this like gap in our events where um, it was more casual and it was more of people getting together and just talking about like really cool ideas and um, networking, but more casual, I guess. Um, and I wanted to create like these events where we had like a really cool topic that everyone like met up and like there'd be like a fun like thing at the start where everyone like interacts and mingles and meets new people and makes new friends and then over the course of the event they um, get to experience this together and then at the end they leave making new friends and new connections both um, within industry and with um, other people in engineering. So when did you get um, the idea for that? So we um, started running these events actually last year, but um, I think we only managed to run like one of them because of COVID. Um, yeah. so, we, so we ran that one um, and it was focused on diversity. A, a big part of um, running these events was to like spark discussion and um, with, within like how things are done in engineering and how they can be improved and changed. Um, so there's a big like focus of everything is always like kind of on like the ever moving like process of how things are changing and engineering like how they used to be done and how they are now and um, also combining um, lots of different generations so we have high school students um, coming along from our buddy program we have our university students and we have also have industry alumni and sponsors and I think it's just it's really great to create such like a um environment where like you can walk in and it's just like everyone's just talking and like so excited about the things they're talking about 
our general event is um like we have some like really cool speakers from some like really huge companies and um we listen to them and um there's an interactive activity in between and then we um have like pizza afterwards but um this year we've we've also ventured into doing some like kind of more smaller events with like desserts and drinks that are more um social um but still with like a focus behind kind of like change making and ideas which um so we did a desserts and drinks innovation a night a night um a month or so ago and that was really good so um we're kind of looking into expanding into like more like smaller social things um or the larger more like professional networking things as well okay so like a big range of different things falling under the umbrella of what presents then yeah we um we pretty much just want um to just like experiment with a bunch of different things you know we don't want to run the same thing every time we want to make sure that um we're changing to make sure that with feedback and stuff so um yeah feedback is going to be pretty important a big part behind when presents is um an event that everyone can come to and inviting everyone to the discussion um so um, we're very involved with our win allies and also the other um, engineering groups like um rainbow aues spies do you think you've expanded wins reach to all these different and diverse groups um through win presents now I think definitely through um collaborating with other clubs definitely gets um a lot of um different people coming along but um yeah from our win presents events um I would say that um there's a very high proportion of um allies that come along um like almost like 50% to be honest um so yeah I, I think we definitely have gotten our reach quite wide we're hoping to do even more collaborations in the future and creating an even more inclusive environment I guess um yeah it's all about creating a um environment where people can like feel comfortable and safe yeah yeah like from knowing you since first year Michaela I've heard you kind of throw around the phrase um like an echo chamber because when used to be very much like all events for when specifically but now that's very that's not the same at all I, I think the way like I, I used to kind of see it was like we run all these like really great events for women but it's not actually changing the circumstances like you know for example people being sexist in the workplace well all these people um surrounding us right now that we're studying with are the people in the future who like have the potential to like say something sexist or not know like oh that was actually really offensive when I said that yeah I guess it's inviting um everyone to the table to the discussion because um yeah if, if we're just running these um woman only events without actually like um, like you know like I guess educating others about like our problems then it's not really having the effect that we want like sure it will empower us but it's not changing the problem yeah 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 so true like culture thank you so much Michaela for your time um it's been really great talking to you about what you do and why you're involved in when thanks I had a great time talking to you guys through our outreach and buddy program we can educate younger people on what engineering is and the opportunities it can present. Tanvi from the outreach team shares a little bit more about this. So hi everyone, my name is Tanvi and I'm a part four chemical and materials student conjoint with commerce. And some fun things about me include, I absolutely love traveling. My favorite places that I've been to include Hawaii, Canada, and Vietnam, absolutely beautiful. I love summer, it's my favorite time of the year because I just end up going swimming wherever and whenever I can. And I have a cute little dog, a Staffy Cross Lab, and she's the absolute love of my life. So yeah, that's me.
Oh, what's your what's your dog's name? Her name's Zyra. She's a cute little black dog. Adorable. Oh. That was a great introduction. Thank you. Um, so first question, why did you decide to do engineering? Okay, so interesting story. All up until year 12, I absolutely hated physics and I thought never in my life am I going to do engineering. That was like my mindset. I was like, no, I'm going to be a vet. But then in year 12, I had a teacher who changed my mind about physics. And thanks to his brilliant teaching, it made me realize that I was actually quite passionate about physics and it was a really big part of innovation. And so I wanted to use all three sciences to be able to innovate something that would help me improve the world for future generations. And so that's when I knew that engineering was the pathway for me. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I find that's quite you know common with a lot of people that they didn't actually plan on doing engineering and it wasn't one of their preferences but then like realizing that you know it's not just physics it's a whole lot of application and problem solving that you know is actually quite a um you know a relevant degree and you know you're in fourth year so next year you're you know in the big wide world what are you wanting to do with with your chem math degree where where do you want to go yeah so uh last summer I interned at Fisher and Paykel Healthcare and I was lucky enough to continue working with them throughout the year part-time as an intern. So next year, I still have my commerce degree, so I'll still be at uni, but I will be working part-time there, and I'm hoping to get a grad role afterwards there as well. So I really love the medical devices aspect of it, you know, going into materials and really learning about that. So I'm excited to get a grad role there, hopefully. So do you want to share a little bit about what you do in when? Yeah, sure. So and when I'm part of the outreach team and basically what we do is we go on visits to different high schools and do a presentation on what engineering actually is. And that's followed by an activity that targets different specializations and basically gives these high school students a taster of what engineering looks like. And so it's absolutely amazing. I love being part of outreach because I get to help empower these younger women by sharing my journey into engineering. And I can provide them with like, you know, all the knowledge that I have of studying engineering and help them understand that it's not as scary going into STEM, especially in engineering where, you know, it's a bit male dominated at the moment. Cool. Um, Do you think if Wen had like come to your school when you were younger, you could have like, made the switch to the side to do engineering like sooner yeah for sure so I didn't actually um, have any of these visits before so I was it was quite my influence was my brother who did engineering as well but if I had this visit I think it would have really helped me understand earlier that engineering was for me because these presentations really target like what you go and do out in the world and what each specialization actually is. And I think that's the knowledge that a lot of these students don't have. For a majority of them, they think, you know, you're just looking at buildings or you're just fixing computers. Like, you know, that's an engineer. But no, after being able to provide this to other students, I realized I wish I had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess that ties in with like, why do you think when and like all these outreach visits why are they so important like to you yeah the main thing is knowing that like one small thing that I can do can help a student change their mind or like 
you know incorporate in their mind even more that they want to do this just like really hone in that thought and it's just great hearing these girls come up to me and they're like you know like I want to do this and I'm like, I was in your position at that one time and just knowing that some random person can come in and help with that it's amazing I really like that feeling yeah so these outreach visits seem so beneficial whereabouts um other schools that you go go to is it just Auckland or is it all over New Zealand so at the moment, um, majority of our visits are around Auckland. Sometimes we go out of Auckland as well. So a couple of times we've been to Rotorua or we've been to Tauranga, which has been pretty great. But actually this year, we've for the first time ever, we have been able to go down to South Island and we've visited over 40 different schools. And this was led by Jess, who's another outreach leader. So because we often focus on schools up north, we don't get that opportunity to expand, but we decided, you know, this year is, would be a really good time to do that. And especially going to those areas who don't have opportunities provided to them like this. So because, you know, UOA is in Auckland, we just focus on the schools around us. But actually, a lot of students do come from South Island and other places. So, yeah, it was a really wonderful experience for the leaders as well that went because they were able to present these schools with this opportunity, which was really rewarding for them. But, yeah, it was the same process. We went down there, did a presentation on engineering, talked a bit about WEN and also did different activities at different schools. So another way that WEN has been engaging with high school students has been through little um, initiatives like the CAD competition. Do you want to share a little bit? about that? Yeah, sure. So this CAD competition is a competition where students need to create a design using their software CAD based on the theme, which is wearing our hearts on our sleeves, where they design different accessories that can be worn. And the aim of this is just to give girls an introduction into the software, that one of the softwares that they will be using in university. And it's a fun, innovative way to get these high school students involved. And we've had over 100 registrations, which is absolutely incredible. And it's turning into a successful competition. So, yeah, we're really excited to see how this plays out. And the winner gets their CAD design 3D printed at UOA. So that's going to be really cool. So next year, are you wanting to stay in the outreach team? Yeah, so I was actually thinking about this for a long time. I wasn't sure with how busy I would be next year and it had been on my mind for a while because I absolutely wanted to but working part-time as well I knew it would take up my time but then I went on a visit a couple weeks ago and I just enjoyed it so much and I realized that I still want to be involved with outreach but this next year I want to be working more behind the scenes and trying to like help grow the structure and organize outreach a bit more so that's how I want to be involved. Thank you so much for joining us. You've shared a lot of amazing insights and it sounds like you guys in Outreach are doing some really good work. So thank you for talking to us. Thank you for having me. And it's absolutely been amazing talking to you guys and getting to share what Outreach has been up to this year. Last but not least, we'll hear from Chantal, who is the chair of WEN's Part 1 team. So welcome to Chantal for coming on to our podcast and speaking to us. Chantal was actually on Heidi and I's team last year 
in our part one team, but now she is chairing that team. Do you want to share a little bit about yourself, Chantal? Oh, well, hello, everybody. Um, my name is Chantal. I'm a part two computer systems student this year. Uh, I'm originally from the UK, but I moved to New Zealand when I was about eight. So I've been here for roughly 12 years now, uh, loving every minute. And uh, I'm yeah, loving my experience at uni as well. So yeah. Cool. Um, why did you decide to do engineering? Kind of a lengthy, like a lengthy process for me deciding to do engineering. It was mainly because I really enjoyed math and physics. Well, I kind of, it was weird. I kind of like math and physics, but I also like English and classics. So I could either have gone two routes, but I, I chose math and physics more. And I really enjoyed the sort of problem solving aspect that engineering could offer compared to the more like the massy or the completely physics route. Um, so that's why I chose engineering. But I also came to loads of WEN events that they ran for high schoolers. And that honestly really helped me solidify that path because I could hear from older students or current engineering students talk about their experiences. And I just realized that, yeah, this potentially could be for me. And here I am now. Cool. That's good to hear that the high school events are working. So why is when important to you? When is super important to me and it should be important to everybody because we really need that support for diversity in engineering, especially for women in such a male dominated industry. I also have a good example for this. I went to a WEN event and one of the speakers was talking about how if you have a team of male engineers and for example, they're creating a temperature regulator inside an office building. Well, obviously men and women work in that office building, but apparently men have a different sort of like temperature that they're more comfortable with compared to women. So if men were just organizing this temperature regulator, they would have it at a different temperature that would make them comfortable compared to women. So it's just so important that we have women in the engineering field so that we can have that diversity representation and make sure that the problems that are being solved are being solved for everybody. So what do you do with when? Um, so I'm currently on the leader of the, of the part one committee. And basically I help my team or you know lead my team to create events that academically support, but also socially support the part ones in their transition period from high school to university. So our main aim is to help the part ones mingle, meet, feel supported and just really help them find their place in university. It's super hard for people, especially first years, to feel supported and feel like they belong. So that's kind of our job, help out with that awkward, hard transition period. Yeah. So last year you were the part one rep and now you're leading the part one committee. How has your role kind of changed since you've moved into part two? Yeah, so last year I was the part one rep, which basically the part one reps they really get to know their cohort and they are the representative for part one so what I did I would talk to Felicia, Heidi and Divya who are the other members of the part one team and we I would sort of tell them what the part ones really wanted or what was needed and we'd use those wants and needs to help create events. So this year I'm more of the the leader of the part one committee so I'm the one who organizes the events but we have a wonderful part one rep this year Julia and she's the one who is getting to know her cohort and telling us exactly what the current part ones want. Can you give an example of the insight that you could relay as the part one rep or from the part one rep? 
Yeah, I actually have a good example from this year. So back in semester one, when we were heading towards the exam period, um, our part one rep, Julia, she was telling us that a lot of the students were really wanting a study support session for one paper in particular, which was NGEM 121, which is a notoriously hard paper. So what we did was we organized a really cute study session and we provided food, biscuits, sushi. And what we did was we had some older students, so part twos and threes. They came along and they kind of offered help and tuition to part one students for 121. And yeah, it was just a really good academic support session, but we also added in that social aspect. It's even harder for part ones this year with COVID to meet each other. So it was very important for us to also have that social aspect so we could really help part ones have that uni experience of being on campus and meeting friends. How has COVID affected your team's ability to still make part ones feel included and get that social uni interaction Mm, yeah covid has definitely impacted everybody's university experience mine included what was very upsetting for us was at the beginning of the year um, we went into lockdown and we weren't able to have our part one orientation day which i when i went to it last year i found it so helpful and it's really you know, the when part one orientation is purely for um, female students to really come and just meet each other before the big faculty orientation. So I was very unfortunate that we couldn't have that in person, but we were still able to have it online and, and we still were able to put on a very good orientation. And then when we were all allowed to come back to campus, we actually had the social side of the orientation where we had a murder mystery night. Um, so you're very involved in uni life. And so do you want to share a little bit of what other things you're involved in other than when? Yeah, so I am definitely very involved in uni life. I love to stay busy. And I say the main other club that I I do besides when is the Engineering Review, which is a stage show put on by engineering students that is performed every year at Sky City Theatre to an audience of a thousand plus. And it's honestly so much fun. It's one of the best experiences I've had. The review is the main thing I do. Um, I also do, I'm a student rep for the university. So um, I do tours. Uh, I help out with open days and events that the uni put on for high schoolers. So some of you may recognize me from those. My advice to any, any part ones or high schoolers listening is to just really involve yourself in uni as much as you can it just adds so much to your uni experience and I've loved every single second of being in these clubs. It's been great talking with you and hearing about what part one does and the engineering review thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me it's it's been an honor and it's been super fun getting to catch up with you both again so yeah. Thank you for tuning in for our very first On Wednesdays episode. Let us know what you want to hear next time by giving us a follow and a DM on our Instagram or TikTok at when underscore UOA. See you next time. Ah!